I'm Eric. I'm Lucas. And we are the Modern Agronomists. We are putting a modern spin on an old industry. All right, welcome back. Uh, so today we have Josh Nails with us from Vermont Seeds. Thank you for coming on to the show today, Josh. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks. It's about time you have me. Um, I am Josh Nails, so I am defined as a retail product agronomist for Bravant Seeds. So a little history about Bravant is a lot of people knew us as Mycogen Seeds prior to this. Uh, we went through a merger, I think it's three years now total, and um, the Mycogen piece kind of brought silage portfolio to Bravant, and then we picked up a large grain portfolio from the merger. It's kind of where we sit today. So what Bravant does for Country Visions is it's retail only. You can only get Bravant through your local retailer. Country Visions is a big one up here for us. I've oh. been with us for, it's 10 plus years now. So I started with Mycogen as what would have been a sales rep. And that's pretty similar to the role, just more product focused now. So over the course of your 10 years, I guess, what what do you think would be the biggest changes you've went through minus, you know, the merger? Um, what are some changes that you've seen through your career? Yeah, I mean, in our industry, it, there's been a ton of changes, not just, you know, we went through our merger, but Country Visions has gone through mergers. I used to work with Kettle Lakes uh, through the start of my career, and, um, you know, everything's gotten bigger, including the farms around, so... Uh, between trait changes, name changes, product changes. Like I said, kind of when I started with Mycogen, the focus was broad portfolio. We we had just launched Smart Stacks in 2009, I believe. And uh, so I started in 11, so that was really gaining traction. And we kind of went through a lull with uh, the grain side and focused mainly on silage because, quite honestly, a quarter of the acres in Wisconsin get chopped. So being a leader in silage, uh, we looked looked to capitalize on that advantage for us. So, obviously, Bravant at Country Visions is a big piece of what we are working with with our dairy farms. Um, with that being said, you guys could probably say are the leader in BMR corn. Do we want to touch on that a little bit? What we're all bringing to the table with that? Yeah. So within Bravant's portfolio, the silage portfolio. We have different lines, so that would be our lead products would be the BMR unified line and then followed by some more dual purpose or utility acre corns that uh, could be chopped or uh, harvested for grain. So that would be identified as TMF or uh, FQ lines, forage quality is what TMF stands for. And my brother always said that TMF stood for tough mother, but... It really stands for totally managed feed stuff. So within those lines, so we have four lines that, uh, you know, really you guys as agronomists can go to the customer with, you know, kind of tailor what their needs or wants are for their dairy. But BMR is definitely the biggest line in the portfolio, I'd say. And uh, a lot of guys have had a lot of success, mainly because of the digestibility piece there. With uh, you guys coming with the new name change and going with uh, Corteva now and that opening up a huge gene pool to you guys, how has it been for you? You know, where in the past you maybe were a little more focused on silage. Now with having 
more grain varieties, you know, showing up very well. How has it been for you to kind of transition to just a more round portfolio where you have that many more products? Yeah, it's for me, it's been a great, great experience. Uh, good, good timing on my career part to, uh, you know, you basically were a leader in a segment that had a quarter of the acres and now you're essentially bringing that other 75% that let's say you might've went by those farms if you didn't have the perfect product for them, where now we have product depth in the grain side as well as the silage. So really there's not one farm that we can't interact with or can't provide a solution for. Um, so that has differed, you know, even in the last five years. So getting that uh, support from, you know, country visions through these last three years, I mean, it takes a little confidence build to, uh, launch these new products. I mean, a lot of your legacy stuff, maybe you've sold six years, five years, growers are comfortable with, uh, they know the name where we undergo a name change. Uh, it gives you opportunity to be new, but at the same time, you know, a lot of guys are going to dip their toes in the, in the water first and before they jump in. So it's been good. It's, I mean, getting to know a lot more new people, new farms in even, uh, a few agronomists that maybe never sold silage before strictly in grain areas, uh, getting to know them better and working with them. So it's, it's been fun the last three years, actually. I would say for Lucas and I sitting in the role we're in, it's been a really exciting time to go to the farm gate with a really good silage portfolio and now a grain portfolio to follow with the silage where you can kind of get on a farm with a whole, just one brand at mind and you can take care of all your customers needs so that's been exciting in my aspect yeah i think one thing that i think Bravant did really well coming to us was the amount of data you guys collect and what goes through to bring some of these products to the market do you want to touch on um kind of how that comes to fruition yep so uh we we use a internal testing uh you know the, the co-op will typically do, I don't know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe a dozen plots or something right. across. Well, I cover the southern locations for country visions. But, you know, so if we get three, four that are replicated amongst the maturities, I mean, that's that's a good start, and that's all commercial stuff. But leading up to that, when we, as a RPA, suggest a product uh, to, to the agronomists at country visions, uh, it's already known that it goes through these testing and our name for the testing, it's an acronym, it's impact testing, but <clears throat> essentially these are small replicated plots. And since you guys are Winfield, you're familiar with the answer plot. It'd be very similar to that. But uh, like just in Wisconsin, there's 33 locations that these impact sites are located on. And those are managed by, the farmers uh, in collaboration with our research uh, personnel. So when we put the products in there, they're tested, fully traded, like what you would get as a commercial product for at least two years. So we've worked through some of those problems in the past where you launch a product, put a trade on, or you're ready to launch a product, put a trade on, and the product acts completely different. And since we understand these GMOs a lot better than 10 years ago, even uh, 
you know, and two years fully traded as what they would be in the hands of the grower. Uh, we, we know where they work, where they don't work. And I mean, it's been really good. It's very, it's been very interesting to me because if it's only been three years to look at this impact testing or the results from it. And now when we go, you know, to you guys at the co-op here and, uh, you know, we're, we're promoting a product that we're confident in out of impact. Well, it's nice to see that on the commercial scale at a farm at your local plot, that the results kind of mirror what, what had happened out of the impact. So it's really gaining confidence for me, but as well as you, cause I mean, I'm coming to you with 10 products and maybe one or two are really what you're going to focus on. So we keen in on those. So you said something about you're ready to launch a product, you stick a trade on it, and it behaves differently. What has Corteva done to kind of alleviate that stress of, of hybrids acting differently through different trait platforms? I think what you're alluding to is uh, we put a lot of emphasis on this chrome stack, and that term molecular stack has been more common in recent years, but it's also similar to the E3. And what does it mean to a grower probably not as much as it means to research when they're working with products and different lines of uh, both beans or corn um, and how they can breed that. So these molecular stacks are a single insertion for that breeder to put onto the plant where a traditional stack, you know, you're using two three different sites to insert these traits. Well, when you have one insertion, it gets rid of a lot of noise and in some cases, like some of the chrome products we promote, they actually might be drier. So a chrome would have uh, rootworm protection um, for those that aren't clear with that. But uh, um, a lot of times when you would add that rootworm component for the BT, it would add two, three points of moisture to that hybrid versus the above ground only protection. Well, we've been able to clear that up. And quite honestly, what we see out of our testing is uh, pretty similar on moistures and things like or immaturity it doesn't really change the hybrid where in years past it has so so essentially you'd feel like you're getting a more consistent product not based let me rephrase that you'd say you're getting a more consistent product no matter what trait platform it'd be under chrome is bringing us more products because the breeders are able to work with it with vermont being fairly new to us and these hybrids that are coming what do you see um, in the future, I mean, with some of the other brands we've always worked with or familiar with, there's a lot of legacy products that stick around that, you know, five years, seven years or whatever. Do you see Vermont more where they're going to be moving faster forward with constantly updating the portfolio? A good way to answer that is, you know, this pipeline that we have as Corteva is very robust, right? So they're spitting out, I mean, for our maturity specifically, you know, call it the 95 to 102 day here. Um, you know, we got three new products that I forecasted for this, for this group, for country visions to sell next year, you know, and that's, that would be replacements of currently what we have. So I kind of always have, uh, tried to promote like a foundational hybrid that, Pretty much, I always make the joke at a meeting that your even your neighbor could plant this corn. It's so good, you know. So I mean, uh, 
that would I that would be what I call a foundational hybrid that you can build a portfolio around and plug these new ones in with growers that are comfortable trying something new or whatever. But um, the turnaround really from what I get out of it is, you know, three, four years is pretty long for a, a new hybrid to last as far as being the lead hybrid because given given the amount of uh, testing we put in and R&D and, um, you know, the ease of the breeding, breeding that these guys are able to work with, guys and girls that are able to work with this these new lines, um, you know, they really tend to try to turn that portfolio over, which growers are comfortable planting the old stuff for many years because it's done well. But, I mean, I think we're on this edge where technology and everything is changing so fast that, the newer growers, so what's the name of your show, right? Modern Agronomist. I mean, you guys are promoting new stuff on the regular, and the new farmers are looking for that. They want to see the new data. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to, you know, in three to four years, you're planning three hybrids that are completely different from what you're, if you took it over from your dad or something did. I think you made a good point there about having a foundational product, which now that we've been working with Bravant for just a couple of years, you know, we kind of have some foundational products and we can build off that with, you know, some of the newer products and some of the data moving forward. And it's just made your portfolio better. It's made our portfolio better. I think we're more well-rounded. And uh, I think it's been kind of exciting that, you know, maybe we didn't, especially going out after the grain side of the things now talking about that, but growers are talking about Ravon. They're seeing it, whether it's in your advertising or, or just seeing it in plots. I mean, it's kind of exciting that that quick we were able to, you know, get in the conversation about some stuff. And I think a lot of growers are really taking a look at it. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's like I told you before, it's, it's been good to me, uh, good timing in my career to kind of be part of something that, it's brand new, but at the same time, I mean, we're backed by a 100-year-old company through Corteva. I mean, all the lines put together and stuff. Uh, we're definitely, you know, what we bring to the retail side is essentially 40% of the seed that you guys never really accessed before. So now you can go to your producer and say, hey, we have this hybrid. We're confident. We've sold you a few years. We have something new from this company. And there's not many acres that you can't provide a solution for. So, I mean, when you think about what co-op means to the grower, I mean, it's working together, right? And, uh, you know, when you provide, when you're able to provide the entire germplasm pool in the industry to your grower, I mean, it's advantageous and I'm glad we're part of that, you know, and a big part of it. So we're going to wrap it up today with Josh Neals. Um, thanks for sharing, you know, a little bit about Bravant and, you know, a little bit about your portfolio and some of the products you offer. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to your agronomist and they can answer your questions.